0: Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. Following is the master's article from the April 2019 Trestle Board. Greetings ladies and brethren. In the year-long theme of strengthening the bonds, this month we will focus on getting more involved in the community. On April 18th, we will be having our annual public schools night. If you don't attend Lodge often, you should make it a point to attend this event. It is a phenomenal opportunity for our ancient and honorable craft to intermingle with the rest of the community and also get our Masonic youth and warders involved. We take this time to celebrate two youths from each of the six elementary schools in our district and hear from the principals and teachers as they talk about these great kids. It is always impressive, and maybe even a little intimidating, to hear what these young men and women have accomplished. In between the schools, we will have Job's daughters and Demolay get up for a few minutes and talk about who they are and what they represent. This year, we're even working to get the mayor and police chief involved to show support from the whole community for these great kids. The following week, we continue to show our support for the community with another blood drive. We usually have a pretty good turnout and have several walk-ins, but this year we want to blow them away. Make sure you come in, bring your friends and family to support those in need. Donate one pint to help many. Who knows whose life you might save, but can you really think of a good reason why you wouldn't want to do it? Special thanks to Worshipful Michael R. Opstig for running this event multiple times each year. Our goal this April is to have our largest number of pints donated yet, so come on down and help out. On April 20th, we will be putting on a stability conference at the Lodge, focusing on stability in the community. Our keynote speaker will be Most Worshipful Russ Charvonia, past Grand Master of Masons in California. Other speakers include Worshipful Andrew Perry, past Master of Garden Grove Lodge and Analyst for the City of Artesia, Anthony Gukins with the Orange County Council of Boy Scouts of America, Miss Patience Davis of Job's Daughters Bethel No. 5, and Worshipful Brother Carlos Diaz Jr., past Master of Solomon Staircase Lodge No. 357. Each speaker will cover their particular area and then there will be a panel discussion and Q&A session. The cost will be $10 at the door to cover refreshments. All excess funds will be split between the Civility Center and the Job's Daughters. This promises to be an outstanding event so be sure to sign up early to hold your seat. Now I'm going to challenge the rest of you. There are many many other things we can do to support our community but we need involvement from the members what would you like to start or support a canned food drive reading to youth a book drive what drives you what is that thing you would step up and volunteer for whatever it is let's talk let's get it going let's get more involved in the community freemasonry has been called a beautiful system of morality veiled in allegory illustrated by signs and symbols we talk about the signs and symbols in and around the lodge in our lectures, in our charges, and in our degrees, but do you carry those lessons out of the lodge? Take some time and think about what it is about Freemasonry that would bring you further harmony and make you want to get more involved. As selfish as it feels, the tremendous feeling you get from helping others is not a bad thing, but a byproduct. Get involved. Be the change. Sincerely and fraternally, Aaron Reddick, Past Master, Hiram Ward, Recipient, and Current Worshipful Master. Is an article written by our chaplain, Brother Shivam Sharma. Words can inspire. California Masons are linked to public schools and public education. Brother Shivam Sharma was recently inspired after reading an article in the California Freemason magazine. When philosophers like Bertrand Russell and Carl Jung quoted something, it usually took time and a half to understand what was narrated. What was the need to constrict an ocean in a pitcher? It was left to the forebearers of truth to make something meaningful out of it. Critical analysis has been promoted since time immemorial to invoke logical reasoning which paved the way for the modern world. Ancient worlds based solely on whatever the big dude said and following was the way of life. The reason we have universities and education patterns is to promote critical analysis. Freemasons chose the route to support public education to promote liberality and kindness, the pillars that would support the future based on intelligence and logical reasoning. To assume free will, posits, is to assume freedom is a cover-up. Marauding just being the state of mind, the altar has been intact to surprise the curious minds, seeking more and having the synergy to ask, let there be light. Fraternally, Shivam Sharma, Chaplain. Mm-hmm. following article is about our own brother, Zach Larson. We're all familiar with life's busy schedule and how it can often dictate what we have time for. Solomon Staircase is fortunate to have brethren who keep strong ties with the Lodge even when time has passed. We can all admit that life happens. One minute we have time for our goals, our hobbies, and the next we're occupied with work or family. Being a member of this fraternity, it does take time dedicated to the craft. However, we all acknowledge the fact that family and work comes first, especially when your family is growing. Brother Zach has been a member of Solomon Staircase since 2013. He has served as an officer of the lodge several times. With a growing family and going back to school, Zach took time away from Freemasonry, which is understandable. Even so, Zach still drops by the lodge when time permits. We all get a chance to catch up and inquire about his young family. In this interview, we see how Zach still reflects on Freemasonry during everyday tasks and to stay connected through Masonic teachings. Question. What year did you join Freemasonry? What made you want to join? Zach. I was initiated in 2013. A lot of different little things came together to initially pique my interest in the fraternity. I've always had a deep interest in history and philosophy, and Masonry appeared to be quite rich in both of those departments. Ultimately, What made me want to head down to the lodge and submit an application was Masonry's promise to make good men better. My grandfather had recently passed away, and though not a Mason, he was a great man whom an amazing amount of people loved and respected immensely. His passing was like a wake-up call for me. I could never have filled his shoes, but I felt I must set myself on a course to try and improve myself and in some way try to build that respectable nature within me that he seemed to have so naturally. Masonry, with its long list of respectable and historically significant members, seem like a great place to start. Question. How have the teachings of Freemasonry influenced you? Zach. I think Masonry has helped me become less polarized and more balanced in my reasoning. We are a pretty diverse group in our religious and political leanings. Getting to know respectable, intelligent brothers whose stance on certain issues may be a polar opposite to my own initial judgments has aided me in being able to temper my gut reactions and try to view them from multiple different angles. I find this to be a pretty valuable life skill. Subdued passions, you might say, enables better reasoning. Question. You've served the lodge as an officer, junior deacon, senior steward, and chaplain twice. Which chair did you enjoy most and why? Zach. Well, I would have to say I liked Junior Deacon, simply because that was the farthest in the line I was able to go, and it was what I considered a real honor. It was, and still is, my intention to one day progress all the way through the line, and hopefully even get to be elected as Master of the Lodge. I loved being an officer, and I would be excited and grateful to be able to get back into it once my current obligations outside the Lodge allow me to get more involved. Question. Time permitted... What would you like to learn more about within Freemasonry? Zach, I find the degrees fascinating. There are so many details in our degrees that can be examined and interpreted in so many different ways. Every time I attend a degree, I feel like I see something or learn something I hadn't noticed before. I love hearing other people's interpretations of the degrees and especially the symbolism contained within them. For this reason, I've been very intrigued by the Scottish Rite and their rather extensive library of degrees. I'm not a member there yet, but it's certainly something I intend to do once I'm able to devote more of my time to these types of things. Thank you very much for your time, Brother Zach. Our last article from the April 2019 Trestle Board is called The Hermetic Teaching of the Principle of Gender. The great seventh hermetic principle teaches us that gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principle. Gender manifests on all planes. It embodies the truth that there is gender in everything. The hermetic sense of gender is not the same term as the subject of sex. This is to explain the masculine and feminine principles are active and ever-present on all phases of phenomenon. On each and every plane of life. The word gender is derived from the Latin root meaning to beget, to procreate, to generate, to create, to produce. If we look at the atom, science has declared that as a basic building block for all matter in the universe, as final, as indivisible, The atom is composed of multiple ions, electrons, particles, and protons, all revolving around each other, vibrating at a high degree and in intensity. It is a cluster of negative corpuscles revolving around a positive one. The positive corpuscles exert a positive influence around the negative corpuscles, causing them to generate or create an atom. Let's stop here and examine the words used above, regarding positive and negative. Hermetic teachings have long discussed the positive and negative poles on all planes. Man tends to default positive as something good or absolute, and something negative as bad or adverse. This is wrongly applied to this phenomenon. If we think of this as an electrical reference, let's take the battery as an example. The negative pole is actually the pole in and how the energy is established. There's nothing negative about it. Scientific societies now use the term cathode in place of negative. The word cathode means the positively charged electrode of an electrical device, such as a primary cell, that supplies current. The cathode pole is actually the mother principle of matter. In most scientific and spiritual references, masculine is thought of as dominant or primary, when actually, without feminine energy, nothing is established. This applies in science, spirituality, and humanity. So you see, we are justified in not using the term negative when referring feminine, and we will use feminine in place of negative. Even for the sake of experiment, let us consider magnets. If they repel from both positive or negative poles touching, are they good or bad poles? Are they both masculine or feminine? Either answer defeats the conventional thinking of good and or bad, according to positive and negative. In the atom, the feminine corpuscle becomes detached from the masculine corpuscle to seek a new union with a masculine corpuscle to form new matter or energy. This applies to heat, electricity, light, attraction, repulsion, chemical affinity, and the reverse. And this all develops from the principle of gender. The masculine principle seems to be that of directing a certain energy toward the feminine principle. But the feminine principle is doing the creative, active work. This is so on all planes, everything in the organic world manifests both genders. If hermetic teachings are able to discover this in electricity, even at its basic root of manifestation... Is it justified in asking you to consider this principle in the laws of gravitation, polarity, and mental gender? These are manifestations of attracting the masculine to the feminine. Mental gender is the state of coexistence between masculine and feminine aspects of the human mind. The left brain hemisphere largely facilitates the masculine aspect of the mind or intellect, logic, analytical, and linear thinking process. While the right brain hemisphere largely facilitates the feminine aspect, or intuition, creative, compassionate, and holistic thought process. In Masonry, we look at the many references to man and woman, such as sun and moon, water and fire, mother earth and father sky, light and dark. To most regular Masons, this principle may seem out of place, simply for the very reason that it speaks to the duality of men and women. But looking through the veil of Isis, we can find attributes of the fraternity that speak to the union of masculine and feminine attributes, predominantly in the very degrees themselves. By examination of the system, the sublime art is truly a manifestation of a creative force that links together the action and the will into a new creation, which is the very work of creating new Freemasons. Symbolically, we can divide this into the labor of the lodge and the ritual that is performed, which takes the forms of masculine and feminine correspondence, a positive, plus, and negative, minus, union to merge together and manifest through their practice, which leads to the transformation of the neophyte into the initiate. This negative, however, is not an ill or corrupt force, but merely the opposition on scale to one another. Throughout the degrees, we find this principle in the sun and moon, the black and white pillars, as illuminated on the tarot, and the level to the vertical plumb. They are each in harmonious balance to one another to affect the candidate's creation, the apprentice to a fellow and a fellow to a master. That does not imply that it cannot be practiced outside of Freemasonry, but for this analysis, it must be rendered in a specific way to achieve its ends. Sources used... Kabbalion the Three Initiates' Masonic teachings. Thank you to Brother Worshipful Carlos Diaz. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at SolomonStaircase.org.